Morning, church, would you stand with us? Let's let us lift our hands in as a sign of a surrendered posture of worship this morning. Father, we just quiet our hearts and our minds to hear you and to see you. God, we come expectant in this room today to receive what you're already doing. Father, you're already moving. You're already healing. God, you're restoring us. So we just surrender this time to you, Father, to know you more and to declare that you are good, Father, that you are faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
to him. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors with myself. And I humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on me and forgive me that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace, consolation of his Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
Faithfulness, faithfulness. 
together Caleb. Almighty God, you've given your only Son to be for us a sacrifice for sin, and also an example of godly life. Give us grace to receive thankfully the fruits of this redeeming work, and to follow daily in the blessed steps of his most holy life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessings of God, our children and our grandchildren. Lord, we just pray for these children that you be with them in such a special way when they go to learn the things about God, about Jesus Christ, our Savior. Just bless each one of them to watch over them. That's Jesus on the cross. Watch over each one of them, Lord, every day of their life. Cause them to grow up to be mighty warriors in the army of God. In Jesus' name. This morning's first lesson is from Proverbs chapter 9, beginning at verse 1. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. 
As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live, and go in the way of understanding. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is Psalm 34, beginning at verse 9. Please respond by the half verse. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no light to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who see the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. Who is the man who desires life? Keep your tongue from evil. Depart from evil and do good. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now. Our second reading this morning is taken from the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 15, commencing. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. John chapter 6, beginning at verse 53. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. 
He who eats this bread will live forever. These things Jesus said in the synagogue as he taught them in Capernaum. The gospel of our Lord. Praise be to the Lord Christ. Well, as we all know the story at St. Michael's, because we studied this many times in our transition into sacramental worship, this is one of the most controversial passages in all of Scripture. Uh, Today, as much as then, divides the church into different camps. And uh, as we'll see, as we look at it a little bit closer, but first I've got to try to remember my password. So hold on. Why, why, did, why do I have to go through this story? There it is, my message. Okay. <clears throat> my printer wasn't working at home, so uh, I resorted to the computer to do my sermon off of. Forgive me. Our collet this morning said, God, you've given your only son to be for us a sacrifice. Sacrifice. Sacrifice for sin. And also an example of godly life. Give us grace, we pray then, to receive thankfully the fruits of his redeeming work. You know, one of the most important things I do every day of my life is I begin my day reminding myself and reminding the Lord that I'm reminding myself that it's all him. It's his redeeming works. The reason I'm able to stand before the Lord is because his redeeming works, because of what he's done for me. God is the only one, the only way that our sacrifice is sufficient for our sins. God knows you start in Genesis, and it's a bloody trail all the way through. And it ends with Noah than God himself coming down from heaven and providing himself as the ultimate and perfect sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Those that have gone before us, Jesus' day, and all those that will go past us until his return, all leaning on that one powerful and redeeming act. But uh, one of the things that we need to continually remind ourselves is that the power of God which is able to do all these things, came in the form of a man. 
it wasn't uh, some supernatural act that occurred. But what he did is he came and he died, but he died a new death. And when he was willing, and because he was able, he caused this transition that will always be now. We don't have to worry. But what we do have to do is we have to deal with our sin. And that's what our Colette is all about. Dealing with that understanding and continually being thankful for that sacrifice for our sin. And the best way to do that is to continually look and follow an example. And that's, so that's the second part of our prayer, is the Lord, we might, we might have a road map, we might have a recipe, we might have a, a, a way to get from where we are, where you found us, lost in our trespasses and our sin, and yet to where we can get to those gates, and we can enter into that heavenly place where all those faithful saints have gone before us. No, we look back and we see clearly from the garden until the appearance of Jesus, our repeated failure as mankind. Perhaps I was exceptional in my rebellion, in my self-indulgence in this life, particularly in my early years. But I don't know. All I know is that time after time, God redeemed my lack. Have any of you experienced that? Time after time, it's him putting in what I don't have. It's him paying for what I could never, ever have enough to pay with. Now, perhaps I'm exceptional, but all I know is that time after time, my shortcomings have been taken care of as his patience with me saves my day. His patience saves my experience. Perhaps sometimes his patience saves my life. Jesus said, only God is good. But how many times during your daily walk do you remember that? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I can be sometimes less than humble. And what an ass. And I need to stop. 
We need to stop sometimes and say, hey, Doug, where would you be without the redeeming work of Jesus Christ? Isn't he something? Over and over, his patience saves my day, my experience, perhaps my life itself. Therefore, the ticket, because Jesus said that only God is good, is to bury our lives. What is that? That's our ambitions. That's our will. That's our desires. That's our activities. No, to bury those with Christ. Now, who was a good example of that in the Bible? Let's think back. Let's come back to that. Abraham, not really. Moses, not really. No, God finally came down himself. That's who we're looking for. It's Jesus. I mean, can you imagine after a time, I mean, after a time they figured out who he was, at least a certain amount of them. And this was a powerful guy. And his disclaimer is, I only do what the Father tells me to do. Like, what? You do whatever you want to do. You're the man. No. That'll never work. It won't work if you're God. No. The perfect unity of the Trinity something we need to teach our children over and over and over again. See, power comes from unity. And so you have those three, Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, working together in perfect unity, and nothing has ever been able to or ever will be able to to disturb that. Now, it's ironic because... The other big player in the story, of course, is Satan. And his whole purpose is to disrupt the unity. Don't listen to your parents. Don't listen to your counselors. Don't listen to your priest. Don't listen to your banker. No, the great song, Frank Sinatra made famous, I did it my way. Boy, I tell you, if you ever saw him do that, he built it out. I I got chills whenever he sang. You know, I got chills, though, because Frank died. 
And I wonder if the same vibrato he sang it with when he stood before the Lord. I hope not. I hope it did. I hope he, he broke before the Lord. So Paul, our great teacher, Paul continually teaches us not to walk humbly, but to walk circumspectly. And he says, not as fools, but as wise. Well, who are the fools that he's talking about? They're the, I did it my way, guys. They're the Franks. There, and that, that often is us, from time to time. We end up getting too headstrong. We end up cutting out the wisdom of many, and particularly the voice of the Lord, and we do what we want to do, and we end up feeling the pain. And so he tries to tell us, see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Okay, how do you do that? Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Okay, so what he means by that, the days are evil, is that he simply means when Jesus walked the earth, today, the days are potentially evil. I don't know if you followed this, and I don't want to get into politics, particularly candidates or anything like that. But I, did you follow that deal? They just uh, they just pulled they're, they're pulling our troops out of Afghanistan, right? And they're they're using the same buses to ship in the Taliban. Well, that was a wise deal, I think. All our men and women who died in vain. No, but see, it says that the devil walks to and fro seeking who he may devour. And so there, there is lessons, there are principles there that give us constructs of understanding and and that's how, if we're smart, we conduct our lives. So let me get back to a personal level and get away. You know, I can't control the armies of the world. But, but in our own lives, it's the days are evil. And that refers to a less than perfect world that we live in. It's the same world, though, that Jesus lived in. It's the same world that Paul lived in who wrote this. And so it isn't something we can't overcome. It just is what it is. But Jesse, I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. And I can do all through him who strengthens me, Sam. 
and myself, I'm nobody special, but as I lean upon Almighty God and what he invested in this life, I become powerful. Or I don't lean on it, and I don't. Now, it doesn't matter whether you're rich or you're poor. It doesn't matter whether you're privileged or you're not. Either way, life is going to be a challenge to overcome. To redeem the time is to root, or I should route, or, or, or let me use the word reroute. your life to follow Christ. Doing it as best as we can. God's way. I'm reminded of the great classic book that simply asked over and over through different situations that arose, what would Jesus do? Fall in his steps two centuries ago now. I'll tell you, by the time you read that simple little book, <laughs> you, you really are getting it. What we need to do is release our lives to Christ in more than just a one-time general acceptance, and and just try and release every decision. Start to release more and more your destiny. What has God called me to do? What is my response in this situation? And I'll tell you what, it's you do that, and it's a it's a winning formula. And so it's easy for Jesus, who's developed this kind of an understanding, to begin speaking frankly to his disciples and those around them. It's interesting, too, because our, our gospel passage, which normally, but we preached on this to uh, a, a hundred times uh, because it's so central to our Eucharist, but I'm not going to do that today. I, I, I want to try and point out the controversy that Jesus raised when he gave this teaching. It was not well received. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me. And I in him. As the living Father sent me, we know that's Jesus was sent by the Father. He came from heaven. And I live because of the Father, because of this connection. Remember, we began with that concept that this unity that creates this power in the universe between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I believe I live because of the Father. So he who feeds me, feeds on me, rather, will live because of me. Now, this, this is really powerful. 
you'd want to take time to understand this. Just as the Father and Jesus are one, he says by us becoming one with Jesus, we become part of that whole program. We acquire that same power base. We become heaven. Because Christ Jesus is in heaven, we become heavenly. We're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That's what all this means. It's right here. This, this metamorphosis spiritually that we, we have to, to go through. And he uses the simple things of bread and wine to translate us in this magnificent place, seated in heavenly places with Christ. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate, manna, and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. He was mistaken and thought they would all receive it. Well, are you crazy? <laughs> he threw the grenade in there. Like nothing, he could have he couldn't have done worse if he wanted to rile him up. But he did get conversation started. He knew exactly and was willing to accept what was going to occur as a result of it even to end up asking if these guys who drug around for three years, like, you want to leave too? But see, the one thing they had got was the connection. That somehow they were left, they had left the world. And and so we had the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, we had the Trinity, this unity thing going on where they become one, and now they had become part of that mass, and so they respond, where would we go? What would we do? He knew he would lose money. And he knew they wouldn't accept it too well because they didn't understand it. But you know what? He didn't say it to them anyway. He said it to us. He said it to all who would believe and receive it in faith. That what we call the Last Supper, he took bread and he broke it. He said, shortly, paraphrasing now, and from now on, when you do this, Properly, like I'm doing it tonight, in my name, this bread will become enough to feed your spirit and your soul and to keep you spiritually safe. <coughs> they didn't get it then any more than they got it when he had taught it here in the gospel reading this morning. <coughs> But as soon as the process culminated, they got it. It's become one of the most controversial, but yet powerful, 
parts of Christianity. To the point of causing a clear division in, in the you know the Protestant experience. They've the Protestants fully acknowledge something happened here, and this is a powerful, powerful thing. <coughs> it's something that causes us to remember him. And then those are the literalists or the sacramental viewers like myself that said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part in me. So if he's being literal and true about that, well, why wouldn't he be about this bread becoming in a spiritual way, I admit, his actual body and blood, his presence, in other words, to feed me. He said he wouldn't leave me, he wouldn't forsake me, but he would be here and continually feed me of himself. Let's just pray for Heavenly Father, we once again celebrate the reading of this passage. And Lord, I just pray that more and more you stir in us all the experiences and the things you used with the original disciples. It's, even as you fed the multitudes, Lord, that... Uh, we might receive more and more of a revelation of uh, how you do feed us, how you cause us, Lord, to increase more and more, and of the tremendous sacrifice that we celebrate in this Eucharist the very sacrifice we read about and meditate on today, Lord. We pray for your blessing for the church universal throughout the world. We pray more and more, Lord, that you would interact in revealing yourself to each each local parish, to each person, Lord, who calls upon you. Show yourself mighty, Lord, and we pray for your redemptive work more than ever, Lord, in the world today. And wisely we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Praise be to God. Please stand. I'm going to continue with the prayers of the people. Let us pray for the church and for the world.
Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake, that our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble, that they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest, and light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. Which you have given us in Bishop Pakash and his fabulous wife. Lord, we also pray for Joni LeClaire, who fell last night, Lord, and hurt her uh, face and her nose. We pray for your complete and total quick healing. Pray that was you take any pain that she's experiencing. Lord, we are thankful people that stand before you. Accept the fervent prayers of your people in the multitude of your mercies. Look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious. You're a lover of souls. And to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Peace of the Lord be always with you. Turn and greet your neighbor. everyone uh, for all they do at uh, St. Michael's. And we had another group of people, faithful people here yesterday uh, working around a church. And uh, I just, I can't tell you, that's what makes us who we are, which is is being a people of God. And uh, the other day I went to I was actually I was going to do is I was going to sneak up on uh, E, so I, I was going to go in my side door over uh, at where my old office is, and uh, somebody had torn down my door, put a new door up. It had a beautiful stained glass there. What did you guys do with the stained glass? <laughs> That's. I knew if Eric was involved, it was the Jim House method. It's in the dumpster. <laughs> but it was a beautiful thing. Glass. But anyway, I want to thank each and every one of you that come around all different times and uh, help take care of the place. And uh, God will bless you eternally for it.
As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
I know the Lord. I know him pretty well. I want to know him better, but... And he has said, you are beautiful. And he doesn't do anything halfway. No, there's a, there's a process going on. You might be resisting it a little bit. I do. I don't want to, but I guess I do. But, but let me just tell you, he loves you. He's invested in you. He's investing in you. And he'll continue to invest in you. And you'll get better and better and better people of God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Thanks and praise. You know, I remember the first time. Bishop Bates heard us do that here, and he just about fainted. But uh, that's remember where that began. I remember who the conspirator was. She's playing the piano, <laughs> and I meant it. She did. I just knew that was the Lord. How could we not give Him thanksgiving? Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that's made us a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works. For you called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory. And we join in their unending hymn of praise.
Lord, you're holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts and make them holy, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he's given up to death, the death he freely accepted. He took bread and he gave you thanks. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take heed, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup again. He gave thanks and praise. He gave it to them. And he said, drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Whatever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ Christ has died. died. Christ Christ is risen. And Christ Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and all of our bishops and clergy. Remember especially those who are sick and firm in spirit, soul, or body. We offer to you this day Connie and Susan and Carl and Serena and Naomi. Sonja and Sandra and Karen, Tammy, Maria, Kyla, Jean, Mario and Melvin and Patrick, Tyler, Zach, the Logston family, Giovanni, Mike, Jason. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs and all those who have gone before us. May we praise you and union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him and the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and so we have courage to pray. Our Our Father, who art in heaven, (coughs) hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the peace. Hallelujah. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them to remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving.
pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. God, rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking ruin of our souls. 
Remember the gospel, God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world himself, not counting men's sins against him. He loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. And he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. The blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you. Remain with you always. Amen. Just in-